Welcome to the Stand Up Tragedy podcast. My name's Dave and I'm your host. Stand Up Tragedy is a live show and podcast that's been running for three years now. What we do is we get people to come along to the show and stand up and do tragedy. And we get people from a variety of different parts of the arts. We've got comedians, storytellers, musicians, spoken word artists and more. And they come together to look at the sadder things in life with some laughs as well as some tears. Over the last six weeks, we've shared all three acts that we recorded at Tragic Winter, and now it's nearly time for Tragic Spring. Today's episode is a stand-up tragedy extra to tide us over until then, which features a special performance that I gave on somebody else's stage where I talked to the audience about tragedy. We're recording our next batch of full episodes at the Hackney Attic on Saturday the 25th of April. Three acts of tragedy that we're devoting to Tragic Spring, where comedians, storytellers, spoken word artists, musicians and more will look at the kind of tragedies suggested by this season. So we've got Act 1, Tragic Beginnings, which will feature BBC Poetry Slam champion Sophia Walker. Next up, we've got Tragic Bodies, which is guest curated and hosted by the comedian and writer Matilda Gregory. And then we're ending up the night with Tragic Sex, featuring Cameron Moore. Tickets are £5 in advance or £7 on the door. Doors open at 7.30. We'll round up the performance part of the night with a cathartic sing-along just after 10.30. If people want to stay, we'll push the chairs and tables back and bust out our tragic dance moves on the tragic dance floor. The performance you're going to hear in today's episode was recorded at the Arts Emergency Social Club. Arts Emergency are an amazing organisation who mentor, support and advocate to help get young people from less advantaged backgrounds into the arts and humanities. You can find out more about Arts Emergency at www.arts-emergency.org. The next episode of the Stand Up Tragedy podcast will come out in two weeks' time, and that will be Act One of Tragic Spring, Tragic Beginnings. But now, sit back, relax, and prepare yourselves to hear me telling some people what I think about tragedy. When, when you run a night called Stand Up Tragedy, you get some interesting reactions when you tell people about the night, you know, because I love tragedy, I love it. Uh, but everybody is a bit like tragedy, that's sad stuff and uh, depressing stuff and, and that's not fun. And I go, well, there's comedians as well. They go, oh, like, oh, so that's good. There's some good bits and some bad bits. Uh, no, uh, that is not how I, I think of tragedy. That's not what tragedy uh, is. Um, but that is what people think it is. So I have to deal with this, with this, with this uh, misinformation that's been going around about tragedy uh, for quite a long time. Uh, the thing about that misinformation is we all like tragedy, right? Everybody in this room likes something that's tragic, whether it's opera, uh, which is full of tragedy, whether it's The X Factor, which is also full of tragedy, whether it's EastEnders. We all like tragedy. Tragedy resonates with us all, but when you tell... you. You guys, when I tell people that you like tragedy, you don't believe me. Uh, and I think that that's because we've got a real kind of 
uh, focus in society quite a lot on being positive, on this idea of positivity. You know, we get it through our adverts, we get it through self-help books, we get it everywhere we go. Look on the bright side, we say smile, don't we, when we're, we're harassing people in the street, we tell them to smile. Uh, and that's the thing, uh, we, we, we aren't just, uh, just positive people. There is so much more complexity to us. Uh, and why don't we look at it? Why don't we look at tragedy? I mean, we do, like I say, we do. But why don't we think we look at it? I really think it is a social bias towards positivity, which is not helpful to look at reality. Uh, and the thing is, tragedy is self-help. So when I was uh, bad-mouthing self-help books, I'm not against self-help. I'm for helping ourselves, looking at ourselves and seeing what's reality. Tragedy will help you do that, will help you look at yourself. Uh, and tragedy will also uh, help you to be a community because tragedy was originally designed to be a communal experience that we would go through together. And at the end of that experience, you would experience catharsis, which is a collective outpouring of grief together, right? So that's what tragedy is. Uh, but it's not just tra that. That's not the only meaning of tragedy because words evolve, they change. So it's not just this classical concept of tragedy like defined by Aristotle or later on defined by Arthur Miller when people went, hey, you don't have to be a king. Uh, you can be a normal person to have a tragedy. Uh, it's also sad things. It just is sad things. When we say a tragedy now, we think just that's just a general word for sad things. And I think we should look at sad things. I basically think we should face the abyss together, which is what I kind of think arts emergency is all about, right? Because that's about saying, look, this is shit. This is real tragedy. What's happening in the arts is a tragedy. What's happening in society is a tragedy. Let's look at it and let's do something about it. Let's understand it. And tragedy gives us tools to understand our culture. Uh, we can look at hubris, right? We can look at power. We can look at greed. We can look at jealousy. I mean, that is our political system. Uh, we, that is how, that is what's going on there. We can look at it. We can understand why those things happen. And it, we can look at not just the wider society. We can look at ourselves, you know? What are tragedies that we experience? We experience death. Uh, bereavement, uh, domestic violence as children, uh, desire, love, mental health issues. We need to look at those things, not sweep them under the carpet, not pretend we don't have them. Uh, tragedy is a tool for everyone, and it's what a tool that everyone should have. Uh, and I think we need to not just hear about rich, famous people's tragedies, we need to hear about everybody's tragedies. Um, the, in fact, we need to hear from the people who've experienced the tragedy firsthand. And that's one of the things that Arts Emergency is trying to help us do, is trying to get people up to talk about their experience and share it with the world. Now, while I'm sharing a bit of my experience with the world, I'm going to talk to you quickly now about another bit of misinformation that I feel very aggrieved about within tragedy, and that is uh, Oedipus, right? Because everybody knows Oedipus, right? Uh, the Oedipus complex, Freud, oh yes, we know that. Well, that's all about wanting to have sex with your mother, isn't it? And uh, you want to kill your, your father. And the thing is, like, that's what Freud, you know, famous white man Freud, last person to get this concept and talk about it. That's what he wants us all to remember. But that is not what the Oedipus myth originally was. The Oedipus myth was originally so much better. Um, so because not all Greek tragedies or tragedy, in fact, any tragedy ends in death. Uh, Oedipus didn't die, right? The original Oedipus story uh, goes like this. 
Oedipus' dad tells, uh, is told that his son is going to kill him. So to avoid his son killing him, he decides to leave his baby with cut feet on the street to die. Wow, now that's the start of a story, right? Uh, in trying to escape his destiny, he ends up fulfilling it, right? Oedipus is found and given to different parents. Neither father or son know that this has happened, right? The father doesn't know, the son doesn't know. Oedipus is informed by the oracle that he's going to murder his father and marry his mother, right? Then he resolves to go as far away from his adopted parents, the parents he loves, the ones he doesn't want to kill. Uh, so he goes as far away from them as he can. He meets his father on a crossroads and he ends up killing him in an argument about who should cross first. How petty is Oedipus and how petty is his father? Um, in, in trying to escape the destiny, they've ended up fulfilling it. He solves the riddle of the Sphinx and in return he's married to the dead king's wife and is given a crown. Uh, in trying to escape his destiny, he ends up fulfilling it. But then the irony persists. He doesn't know that he killed his father, and he only discovers that he did that through investigating who killed him, right? Uh, and also, yeah, I should have said, he's ma he marries his mother straight away. That's the, that's the reward for solving the, the riddle of the Sphinx. Laugh a minute, innit, Oedipus? Sometimes uh, the tragedy is living on, right? Because he's blinded when he finds out what happens. He doesn't die. Some of the stories, he, he blinds himself. Other stories, uh, he's blinded. But that, and that is kind of how he, he ends. He ends knowing that he tried so hard to escape his de destiny, but he failed, and being blind but still living, right? Now that is a tragedy. That is a complex. If we're going to have a complex, that's an interesting complex that it doesn't kind of completely simplify reality and uh, spread a load of kind of noxious uh, stuff. Not that I'm anti-Freudian stuff or anything. I am a little bit. Uh, so, uh, as Sophocles said, the keenest sorrow is to recognize ourselves as the sole cause of our adversities. Now, that is what Oedipus realized at the end of that story. Uh, and that is something that we do need to kind of look at ourselves and see ourselves and see how we're the cause of our own tragedies. But guess what? We're not the main causes of our tragedy. They are in, you know, the government. They are in society more widely. And that is what I think tragedy can help us see. Organizations like Arts Emergency have learned the lessons that tragedy can teach us about, about society. They're rooting out the fatal flaws and trying to rewrite the endings of, for us all. And we will be able to rewrite these things so much better if there are people in the writers' rooms with a, like a greater diversity of people. Uh, people who have insight into how tragedy is experienced, who aren't confused by oracles, who aren't blinded by the sword of privilege. It's the job of the art and the media to shine our light on tragedy and explore it and try to understand it. And that is why I'm very pleased to be here talking on behalf of Arts Emergency today. Thank you very much. Dave Pickering, ladies and gentlemen. I was very much taken by the phrase, the sword of privilege, which I might make my rapping name from now on. It's kind of appropriate, and thank you for telling us the proper story of Oedipus, because I, I genuinely thought the story of Oedipus went, once there was a boy who had a really fit mum. 
Now, Tragic Spring is here. That means Tragic Summer is on its way. And that's happening on Saturday, the 6th of June at the Hackney Attic, including Tragic Holidays featuring Sajila Kershey, Tragic Climate, guest curated by Alice Bell, who will be looking at Tragic Climate Change, and then Tragic Leisure featuring Radcliffe Royds and Charlie Harrison. And that's just the start of the tragic summer because on the 23rd of July at the Dogstar in Brixton, we've got a night of tragic previews where myself and Radcliffe Royds will both be showing our solo storytelling shows, which Stand Up Tragedy is producing as part of our lineup for Tragic Edinburgh 2015. Stand Up Tragedy will be happening nearly every day from the 8th to the 30th of August at the Banshee Labyrinth from 7.30 till 8.30, bringing an hour of tragic variety to most days of the festival. On Mondays, we'll have special guest host and guest curated nights. And on Tuesdays, we're taking the night off and instead there'll be live recordings of my other podcast, Getting Better Acquainted. I'll be doing my solo show at 12.05 at Cabaret Voltaire every day apart from Mondays. And Radcliffe will be doing his show at the Stafford Centre at 7.30pm. It's going to be a tiring and tragic and amazing and wonderful summer. So spend some of your summer with some tragedy. And for now, the tragedy is over. This podcast has been produced by me with music at the beginning from Sam Wilkinson and playing us out with The Tragedy Is Over, George Brufton. And